Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast for and by lovers who like sharing sexy details in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. And our guest today, I'm very excited to introduce to you. He is 24 years old, a bisexual Latino dude who works in tech. He's into, get ready, slapping, choking, spitting, tying, group play, recording, piss play, anonymous play, married men, and hotel sex. Originally from the East Bay, he now lives in San Francisco. Welcome, Phil. Hi, thank you for having me. How I'm are you? So exci- I'm awesome and very excited to hear more about your awesome sex life. Will you start off by giving our listeners just a quick overview of how would you describe your current relationship with sex? My current relationship with sex. Well, because of COVID, not that active <laughs> unless unless you, you know, Snapchat and pictures and you know, past videos, but usually pre-COVID, very active as a single guy. So usually, I'm going to sound like such a hoe, two to three hookups in a week, maybe. Okay. mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm so excited to hear more about this. Okay. Okay. But first, let's go back to the very beginning. Your origin story. When do you first remember hearing about sex? Yes. I feel like as a little kid, I grew up in a very liberal household. Mm -hmm. And when I say household, as a Latino guy, your whole family, aka your aunts, cousins, uncles, they're all in your, you know, immediate family. So it was always a joke. And I grew up with a lot of older cousins. So it was always, you know, it's something a dick comment would always be made or a dick joke, a boob joke, this and that. Yeah. So it was, I mean six seven years old maybe mm-hmm. like i was young i was young and my family is very open so i knew about sex you know even before i knew about sex so. okay so was there <laughs> what was the connotation that came along so jokes that makes mm-hmm. sex seem fun but was there any like shamey stuff or was it very like can't wait till you have this or did you have any concept of like the emotional context for sex yeah so never really anything emotional but it was always in my family, especially with my cousins, they, you would always just hear them talk about like their hookups or, oh, I know you fucked that one guy oh, or, really? you know, <laughs> yes. And I remember, especially, especially in a Latino household where my cousins dated, they had a lot of biracial relationships. Mm-hmm. They'd, for some reason, talk about uncircumcised penis a lot and then black eyed penis and white guy penis, like around everyone. So I'm just like, I remember at a young age being like, whoa, like, okay, like, I obviously have a penis, you know, I'm uncircumcised, you know, and then slowly just started thinking about other guys. And then, of course, they talk about vaginas and boobs. And I'd be like, "Whoa, okay, like started growing an interest in that, but never anything emotional. Uh It was always just jokes. It was always just, you know, I was never really in the conversation, but I was always in the conversation, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never one on one. But if you're in the same room you're probably going to be a part of it or hearing all of it. Yeah. So that's how it was. Mm-hmm. And did your parents ever give you a sex talk? Yeah. So I grew up, my dad was never around. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with a single mom uh, and my mom worked all the time. So never really had that, you know, protect yourself type of, you know, conversation, you know, this is how you have sex. None of that. Okay. Um, if, it, if, if it wasn't for school, then I probably wouldn't know about one, all these STDs and STIs, condoms, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, again, since sex and dicks and vaginas were always talked about in my family, you knew what sex was, you know, even if you never had the sex talk. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about what education you did get in school beyond the yeah. STIs? 
Yeah, um, I believe it was sixth, sixth grade, mm -hmm. sixth or seventh grade. You had your typical sexual education, you know, the whole everything. I remember, I remember seeing the video of a baby being born, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, poor vagina, you know. Um, <laughs> I remember sexual education. Um, I think just that, just yeah. like this, your typical sex ed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then, when did you realize that you were bi? I think it started in high school. So I always knew, and I'm not saying I'm the most masculine guy, but there is certain moments where I can be a little bit more feminine or sometimes my voice isn't, you know, fully mouse like, you know, most people would expect. But I, I sometimes was questioned and I'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not gay. Like, what are you talking about? You know, so, and then hooking up with girls, it was always a thing. But then in high school, obviously our bodies are, you know, what would you say? Um, blossoming growing, blossoming <laughs> yes like you start growing into your body yeah. you start you know boobs start coming for girls your balls start dropping whatever it might be etc cetera, etc cetera. we haven't so talked then... about balls dropping on this pod you just made me realize <laughs> was there well, a I'm moment happy I, bring that up. I i'm gonna be honest with you so i have i hope this isn't sharing too much but i have like yeah. really large testicles okay great like, i love they're... details like that okay <laughs> were they always they're, large they're Yes. I remember my mom, my aunt always makes a joke. She was like, when you were a baby, like your penis was so small, but you always just saw your big balls. And I was like, you're my aunt. Like, why are you sharing that with me? You know, but, but they were always big. They were always big. And then, I mean, I don't remember having an exact moment where I'm like, holy shit, like my balls drop. Yeah. But I do remember, you know, I think it was like sophomore year when I was like, oh, like they're a lot looser than they were before. You know, I, I found them like getting stuck to like my inner thigh when it was hot or whatever it might have been. So I was like, okay, I think this is what they meant when balls drop. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. But yeah, so when I realized I was bisexual, it was definitely in high school. Definitely it was when you see like the football players, the basketball players, the baseball players, they have their workout shorts. Mm -hmm. And obviously their dinkling is just flying around. Yeah. And then I would always look like, obviously you don't want to stare because if you stare, they're going to be like, what are you looking at? You know, like, but I would always like secretly give them a stare and then I'd look away. And then that would just, it would get me excited. So then I just remember going home one day and I like searched up like bulges on like Google. And obviously Google has a little bit of everything. And I like, you start seeing it and I'm like, wow, like I, I'm into this. Yeah. And I didn't do anything with the guy until my senior year of high school. And it was like a way older guy it was on an application of course that's a very closeted down low guy you're really scared to use anything you're really scared to ever even confront a guy so obviously it was like i had an application i think it was like plenty of fish it might have been yeah. um i didn't share a picture until the conversation started but i was like hey like i'm going away to college in a couple of months i just graduated high school like this is something i want to try out and i remember we met in the back of a target parking lot after work <laughs> and he was, um, he was an African-American guy. And so it was about like 10 inches Whoa. and it was like the first, it was just oral. I only gave him oral is imagine that being the first dick you ever suck. You're kind of like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Did you know what to do? Yes. Did he tell you how, what was that like? I think he definitely, at first he definitely would be like, oh, don't use your teeth. Oh, you know, get it a little wet. Use your tongue, you know? So he definitely led me, yeah. but I had been watching porn, gay porn. So I was just like, okay, I, I 
feel like I know what to do. You know, I feel like don't be too rough, caress the balls, you know, lick the tip, whatever it might be. So I slowly, like, in a sense, I taught myself without ever really teaching myself, you know, Mm -hmm. just visual, but that was the first time ever. And then the rest is history. I fell in love with Dick. (laughs) Oh my God. So good. And had you received a blowjob at that time? But only from a girl. Okay. And only from a girl. And I didn't hook up with the guy, you know, and I'm really disappointed because I joined a fraternity in college. Uh But I never had like your typical hookup with that fraternity guy. Because in college, I was always mm. so closeted that I would wait until I would come back home to ever hook up with the guy. Oh, uh, yeah. So it wasn't until I think I came home from my freshman year of college where I downloaded Grinder, mm-hmm. And from there, I would just I would just get blowjobs like every week from oh a random gosh. guy. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, in your fraternity, what was the vibe like around gayness? Yeah. Um, we had a few open gay guys, okay. so they were really they were really open. But right off the back, the guys that I started to associate with, um, unfortunately, they would make really like rude comments, like that faggot, like mm. oh this and that. So it kind of like turned me off, and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, share that. Yeah, and I totally regret it now. And I was like, Phil, like you're such an idiot. Like you know, you should have just done it. But it's okay, you know. I I'm still close with a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some were rude, but some were really open about it and some were really accepting and, you know, that, yeah, I mean, never really anything big happened. Every, I mean, we had gay guys that joined all the time. Okay. We had guys that were straight and then later on ended up being gay. So, you know, that's yeah. probably going to be me when I come out to all of them. But. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you said you had experienced a blowjob from a lady prior mm-hmm. to giving your first blowjob. Before I get into those details, though, I would like to know, how do you touch yourself? Yeah, I think it started, I remember the first time I ever masturbated and I actually ejaculated was, I believe I was in like the sixth grade. And I honestly, I would watch, this is, I'm going to sound like such a creep, but I would watch like girls making out on YouTube, like any Mm. random scene. And I would be like, oh, like, that's so hot. And at the little, at the time, as a sixth grader, you know, you don't want to just go and search up, you know, Pornhub, YouTube, whatever it might be. So you, any little, you know, subtle videos that you can find, you'd be like, this is going to turn me on. Yeah. So I would always mess around down there, but never really ejaculate. And then I remember once I was just like going and then I came, you know, semen came out and I was like, oh, what is that? That's the best feeling ever. And obviously you knew about it, but since I had never experienced it, it was like a whole new world. Like I was like, wow, like I'm at Disneyland, like fireworks, <laughs> this is great and then i remember i kind of just like okay i cleaned up yeah. and i was like do what you were just doing and then i started going at it again and i came again and i was like ah. and then from there it started becoming like an everyday thing yeah oh and from there i mean i i gotta tell you i'm like personally i'm one of the horniest persons i've ever met i feel um, you i feel you <laughs> i pre-corona i was masturbating about twice a day yeah uh, usually I got home from work and I was like, all right, let's jack off. Mm-hmm. And then right before bed, I sleep like a baby right after I jack off. So I was mm-hmm. like, let's do it. Ah, during Corona. Oh my God. I think the most I've generated in a day has been like six times. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but on a normal day, it's probably three times, okay. three to four times. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I fucking love it. Yeah. I, ever since that moment, I can't, I wish I can think of like the exact day moment, but ever since that first moment in sixth grade where it happened oh it's been history yeah and so okay growing up did you have like were you in your bedroom were you in the bathroom did you have private space yeah 
Um, no, so unfortunately, we, so I grew up again, my mom, in a really working class home. Mm -hmm. So we weren't struggling, but my mom, again, worked all the time. Yeah. She worked a typical eight to six o'clock. Um, so it was, we lived in like a really comfortable home, but I shared room with my brothers up until my senior year of mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. So I either would be the bathroom or once he was asleep, yeah. I, under the cover, I'd be like, okay, play with yourself yeah, yeah, somehow. Yeah, totally. mm -hmm. yeah. And then, okay, now when you're masturbating, let's say three times a day during COVID times, yeah. are you always watching porn or can you do it just like from your brain or what's your, do you have a go-to? Do you switch it up? Yeah, um, I definitely switch it up. Um, one of them is I usually start just with like my own imagination. Mm -hmm. Like I get myself turned on. Yeah. Uh, and then usually I go towards like, I'm really into like the YouTube porn stars mm -hmm. or like those that have like OnlyFans, but then they yeah. like just give you previews on Twitter because I feel like that's more raw footage. I'm really into amateur porn. Yeah. I like more of like the homemade. Mm -hmm. So I usually go to that and then sometimes I'll switch off. I have a few homemade videos that I've made myself. <sighs> Um, so I'll like go to that and I'm like, oh, like, this is actually me, you know, it's even more of a turn on. And then I usually just end up going back to like Pornhub or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I ask questions about the videos that you have? Please. The people who are in those videos with you. Yes. How long did you know them before they said yes? <sighs> Honestly, a couple of weeks. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> A, a couple of weeks. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but I do remember the first time I ever documented my sexual experience. It was the first time I ever ate out a girl. Oh, cool. And it was my freshman year, my freshman year of high school. And I was like, hey, can you take a picture of me? And she like, I was eating her out. And she was like, awesome. okay. Foresight. So, okay. So then she took a picture. And I remember I showed my cousin because my cousin and I are best friends. And obviously I didn't tell her who the girl was, but she was like, oh, you're disgusting. But I don't know, like for me, having that on my phone, I was like, wow, like this is such a turn on. Like, I love this, you I'm know? right there with you. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. I have not yet successfully been able to get a new lover to say yes to videoing uh, stuff with me. Uh -huh. okay, so I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like how big is your collection? Where do you keep it? Yeah. So I actually keep it on my hidden. I have an iPhone, so okay. there's a hidden option. So mm -hmm. it's usually just there. And I don't have that many. I have probably like five or six. <laughs> I have a lot of pictures that I've received. Well, I don't I don't keep the ones that I receive, but pictures that I've taken personally, videos that I've done of myself masturbating. But when it comes to other people, I have like five or six mm -hmm. and I keep them there. And since um, when it does come to guys, I am the top. So they usually let me be like the ones that record. Um, you know, it's all up to me what I want to do with them. We always talk about them. There's usually never face showing. And yeah. if there is a face showing, they're covering their eyes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Smart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Back to your early experiences. When did yeah. you start fooling around with other people? Yeah. So I, the first time I ever remember hooking up with someone was about like third grade. And it was summer school. And I remember it was with an African-American girl. So I love my chocolate. Like I'm a huge fan of, you know, biracial relationships, but we just, we were playing under the, the desk and I like started like fingering her. But at the time it's like, we didn't really know what it was. Like I was mm -hmm. like, as the third grader, do you ever really know what the hell you're doing? So she started playing with me. We just know it felt good. Mm -hmm. And we did that like for about two weeks during summer school. And then obviously up until then I, I mean, I didn't lose my virginity to a girl until my junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. It was actually a day before my junior prom. So I was like, oh, yeah. 
But but up until then, it was mainly just like fingering mm -hmm. or making out, fingering or making out, fingering or making out. Mm -hmm. But for third grade, um, and then I will say I don't have a lot of recollection about this, but I do remember as a little kid, um, I was like sexually assaulted by my cousin oh. um, when I would visit in Mexico. So I do remember that, but it's like I remember just like he would have me like kiss him, mm -hmm. um, kiss him. It was never like anything but related or anything, but I do remember that. Um, but other than that, it's been, you know, consensual. But. Yeah. Do you feel mm -hmm. like that has affected you? Have you had to take care of yourself in any ways? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm one of those that like, I think about it often, but I don't share it. I don't let it affect me. Like, but recently, especially with like a lot of people being more comfortable sharing their sexual, you know, assault stories. I, I shared with my best friend the other day. The only people that really knew was my cousin, who again is like my best friend. Different cousin though. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then her brother and his fiance. So they knew, but it's not, I haven't even shared it with my family or anything like that. But I mean, I do think it does play a part in me being into men, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's like, it affects me a lot. It's not like something that crosses my mind often. It only really crosses my mind when I like, I sit down and think about family stuff or like think about like, you know, stuff that I've been through. But it's not something that I'm like, oh, I can't believe that happened to me. Like, I need to see a therapist. No, none of that. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. I do think everyone should see a therapist because it's just great to do the talking. I'm just, I always have a <laughs> shout outer for therapy. So, mm -hmm. okay. So when you were like fingering and making out with girls in high school, were they typically relationships or was it yeah. just like whoever? Yeah. So fun fact, I've actually never been in like a serious committed relationship. Mm -hmm. So I've my whole life it's always been the whole talking scene and but it was never like hey you're my girlfriend hey you're my boyfriend or, hey we're exclusive that was never established so it was always just girls i was talking to on a more serious level i guess you can say just never you know held that exclusivity mm -hmm. but it was always i mean there was a couple of times where it was just like hey you want to go to the movie and then you end up making out with them and then nothing ever happens after that okay. you guys are just friends but it was mainly always just people that i was seeing i guess you can say mm -hmm. seeing is a good one yeah so i guess i mean i'll just let you know i lost my virginity um again my junior year of high school mm -hmm. and with this girl we were only talking for like three weeks mm -hmm. it was right around valentine's i remember i took her out on valentine's we got sushi and then we're obviously in the bay area so we live close to water so i took her to the marina we started making out i started fingering her and then i just ended up eating her out out and then out in the where out by the marina in the car, yeah. oh in the car in the car in the car <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in the car. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, fast forward, I remember it was after high school. She asked me for a ride home. Obviously, she wanted to do something. I was like, yeah, so we're in front of her house. It's like, it's like 430. Um, I'm meeting her out in the backseat. And she lives in like a residential area. So I'm like, holy shit. And then out of nowhere, she's like, let's go inside. No one's home. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and I was like, and I was I was always like down for it. But in that moment, I was like, oh, I don't have a condom. Like, you know, and she was like, oh, I have some dinner. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we go inside her, her little sister's upstairs. Um, so they have like a guest, a guest bedroom, extra spare downstairs. So we go in there and we had sex for about an hour. Um, I didn't come, but I was just like, I know this feels absolutely great. And it was, I guess you can say, cowgirl the whole time and then missionary okay. for about an hour wow. i didn't come at all i didn't come um and for a while i couldn't come during sex it okay. wasn't until later on that like i kind of trained myself but that's when i lost my virginity and then from there again started hooking up with girls and then 
started sucking dick. And then I realized I liked that. Oh my gosh. And then I guess when guys come into the picture, so besides the guy that I hooked up with in the Target mm -hmm. parking lot, it was always just sexual. And again, it was always just me realizing that like, I like getting head. I like getting pleased by a guy. So I occasionally would give head back, but it was just like, ugh, like it's, it's tiring. Like, you know, I don't know. And, and during this whole time, I always thought I was into guys just sexually. Mm. Like I was just like, you know, I think it's just a sexual thing. I, I've never had feelings for a guy. I've never like been like, I want to marry this guy. It's always just been like, wow, like imagine him in bed, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I remember once I was home for summer and I downloaded Tinder. And I obviously I was scared of anyone finding out that I was into guys. Mm. So what I started to do was I was going on Tinder and then I would put that I like girls, but match with a bunch of girls. But then I would switch the setting to guys. Mm. And then I'd like like a bunch of guys. I'd leave it on like that for like three hours and then I would switch back to girls. Because, you know, obviously I didn't want no one to know. Yeah. One of those times I actually matched with this guy. He went to a really good university, Stanford University, nice. which was about 45 minutes where I was living. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this is perfect. I was like, I find you incredibly attractive. Like you, you don't know no one. He's, he's not from the area. He's from Chicago. Yeah. So I was like, you're not even from the area. We're going to have no mutuals. Like, let's see where this goes. And so I remember I drove all the way to Stanford and we went on a date and we like, I remember we hooked up that night, not sex, but it was like, we made out, I gave him head, he gave me head. And I was like, wow, okay, I like guys. Like, this is how, this is not just a sexual thing. This is like, you, you're you into this, like yeah. more than just sexual favors. Like, and for once I actually enjoyed pleasing a guy myself. I was like, whoa, like I wanna make sure he's enjoying it too. How did that realization feel? It felt really good. It felt good because I was like, I was always scared of being like that married guy that's like, and I know it's weird because I'm kind of into it now, but I was scared of being like that married guy who's hooking up with guys on the side. Yeah. You know, I was just like, I, that's scary, you know, and having to live your life in like such a down low way. I was always like, is that going to be me? Like, you know, you only want a guy sexually. And unfortunately where I grew up, I grew up in like a very, again, working class. It's not, it's liberal to the sense where like, you know, we vote very liberal, mm -hmm. but when it comes more to like, you know, gay rights mm -hmm. and i don't know like just stuff around that you know people are really close-minded they're like oh no like you're a faggot or whatever so i was just like i gotta keep that low key yeah but it, i feel very liberated <sighs> i feel very liberated um he ended up breaking my heart asshole but yeah he's an asshole but <laughs> he's an asshole but i i mean i thank him so much for like helping me realize it totally mm -hmm. totally yeah Wow. Yes. Oh, I can really relate mm -hmm. to that experience, by the mm -hmm. way. Heartbroken, but also just the first person that you're like, oh, not just sex. It felt really. Um, so I went to go study abroad in Europe. And so it was it had just happened to be like the summer right before I left. Mm -hmm. So he was like, don't worry, like we're going to keep in contact. I arrived to Europe and I never hear from him again until later on when I'm drunk, I messaged him. But during my time, he just didn't. He completely ghosted me. Oh, wow. So I, I felt like a complete like shit because I was like, this is my first time ever opening up to a guy sexually, emotionally, you know, mentally. And then out of nowhere, it's just like, oh, you're getting dropped. I'm sorry. Oh, I hate that. So I, hate that. I was, I was, I was heartbroken. I can say for like two years, oh, like gosh. I was like, it was, it was the worst, but I mean, now I'm totally better now. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a, an experience to say the least with the first guy I've ever liked. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I want to hear about <laughs> studying abroad. Where were you? Did you have any steamy yeah, so study abroad London. stories? Ooh. I was in London and I remember the first time I was the first time, the first week I was there, I downloaded Tinder again. Nice. And I started matching with British guys. And it was oh, I this is where I realized I was a little freak because prior I was always having really like vanilla sex mm -hmm. or it was like in a bedroom. But I remember once um, I met up with, he was, uh, I think, Middle Eastern, but Middle Eastern grew up in the UK. So, you know, very mm -hmm. British. We met up at a bar and we had a couple of beers and I was like, oh, like, I'm going to go pee. And he's like, oh, I'll go pee too. Don't worry. And so we, and then it was like the pub, sorry, it was a pub. Yeah. And then you go downstairs and that's where the restrooms are. So the, where you wash your hands, it's outside, but then they have like doors so you can go in the urinal. So I was like, let's join one together. And so I pushed him in, I locked the door and we start making out. I was really, I mean, I was drunk. So I like start sucking his dick. He starts sucking mine. We both come and then we just walk out like nothing. And then I was like, holy shit, like here, here's to studying abroad. We, we only met up a couple of times after that, but it uh, well, I guess you can say the next one is I did give him head in a park at night. So that was pretty, awesome. pretty, but other than it was it was pretty good and it was pretty big and what i liked it was like i said i'm uncircumcised mm -hmm. and in the u.s unless you're really dealing with other latino men mm -hmm. most guys are circumcised here mm -hmm. so over there obviously europe well like the u.s is basically one of the only countries that thinks circumcision is okay but he was uncircumcised and i was like oh, i love it like someone like me and yeah but i definitely i wasn't a big of a hoe as i thought i'd be in london um, i definitely had my share amount of hookups with both guys and girls mm -hmm. but it was very besides that guy in a park or you know in a restroom at a pub it was really vanilla sex mm -hmm. it was really like your typical after a bar after going out in the club like just very vanilla typical missionary you know doggy whatever it might be okay so you are a top yes how and when did you know that how and when did i know um is it like a thing you just know like you just feel it yeah well one i'm really dominant mm -hmm. so i even with girls i was always really like into choking into pulling their hair mm -hmm. and that just gets me going like i love being in control but i do want to say i'm like the nicest dominant guy you'll ever meet you seem really nice that's yeah do you check in but yeah what's your how do you do it yeah so i guess i do it I, I i guess i could be choking you and i was like in like while we're having sex or whatever i'm like please let me know if it's too rough like mm -hmm. you know i'll like slap you be like oh i hope that wasn't too rough mm -hmm. like you know i'm gagging you'll be like let me you know do this if you like can't breathe or whatever so i always check in i'm like and if they do say i was too rough i'm like oh i'm so sorry like i go back and kiss them and then i like you know and then i go back but obviously do it softer oh that okay so because a lot of people who talk to me are like well i could never have a conversation ahead of time and i'm like but have a conversation and i love because yeah. you just gave an example of how to do it in the moment and still keep it sexy yeah. and it's in the moment and then i will say though i'm not one of those guys that's like into pain like blood mm -hmm. pain that's mm -hmm. not at all like i've i've had guys before message me on grinder i'm sorry if you hook grinder a lot during this whole conversation it's it's, great. it's a pretty handy app but I've had guys message me on Grindr. They're like, kick my balls. And I'm just like, no, like, I'm not into that personally, you yeah. know, and I don't mean to offend anyone who is into that, but I'm like, just kicking your balls. Like, that's painful, you know, like, and I would feel bad doing that to you. Yeah. Like, I had a guy once say, like, I like being kicked until I pass out. And I'm like, you enjoy that? Like, I was like, no, like, I, I can't really do that. That's really extreme. Like, <laughs> that is not my yum. That. That's not my yeah, yum. Like, 
I, I let him know. I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. But I was like, I cannot do that. Like, I'll slap you. I'll tie you up, whatever you want. But to the point where you're passing out or bleeding, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, with girls, it was, I always like pulling hair. I like being in control, do this, flip or this. And I always was really into having sex with girls that were smaller than me, just so I can like push them around yeah. and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And then I, and then with guys, it's kind of like the same thing. I, I love being in control. Like, and I, a lot of the things I do have started with other guys telling me in a sense, showing me, mm. but it was always like, I want you to do this to me. I like do this to me, you know, slap me, choke me. And once you started doing it, you're kind of like, holy shit, like that gets me going. I love it. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Okay. So there's choking, there's slapping. You said tying. Yes. What kind of tying? Uh, yeah. Like just tying someone it's... up to anything or do you do like fancy things? No, it's more, and I don't even have any toys, okay. but it's more of just, I use ties and belts nice. and it's just tying your arms together, tying your feet together. I've done it to where I like put a tire belt over their, their neck and I like, I pull it, you know, if we're doing doggy or something, I don't even know if that's tying, but just stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's, it's not like tying to where like, I'm tying you to something and you can't move. It's more yeah. of just like, I'm tying so you enough to where I'm in control, but you know, it's yeah. comfortable for you. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. What about you talked a little bit about piss play? Yes. How did that, how is that, like, how, let's just jump in. I was, so I'll be honest with you, I was, when I, when a guy first told me he wanted me to do that, I was like, no, like, what? Like, I was like, I pee, you know, like, ew, I was like, absolutely not. And then it just so happened to be a guy that he was like a submissive. Like, mm -hmm. when I say submissive, he was like, tie me up for hours, leave me there, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. and I'll just be waiting for you there, or like. You can tie me up, put something in my mouth. Like, I like just being there for hours, being used. And I was like, okay, like, I was like, I can't knock it until I try it. So I remember he came over once to my place and he, he had told me what he likes. Mm -hmm. And it was after like a different type of piss play because I didn't pee on him. Mm -hmm. He drank my piss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And I was, I laid out a towel and he was there tied up. And I was like, get up. Like I have to pee. Mm -hmm. And he got up and I just started peeing on him and he was just swallowing the pee. And I was like, and I was, I was a little taken back. Like I was like, it's not warm. Like it's not salty. Like, you know, and he just like, he was just there, took it in. And I was like, whoa, like that's, that's like a different level of intimacy. You know, like I was like, whoa, okay. Really intimate. (laughs) And then, so from there, he's been the only guy that's drank my piss. But mm-hmm. from there, I've like peed on like a guy's, you know, torso, their face or whatever. So it's, it gets pretty exciting. And do they bring it up? So usually we talk about our kinks mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, I've done that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm down to do it. So it's usually just like you get in the conversation prior and then, but you always feel it out with you with the person. You know, you can totally be like, hey, like I totally want to, you know slap the shit out of you and then fuck you but then you're in person and you're like oh you know how about we just like have sex and like i i spit on you a little bit you know like it just you got to fill out the mood <laughs> yeah yes oh that's mm-hmm. such a good point i feel like you seem like a person who is very good at like connecting with other people like it seems like you mm-hmm. can check in with them and kind of communicate well yeah, is that yeah, yeah. does that Def- feel accurate mm-hmm. yeah and then I communicate with them usually prior. I'm one of those that like I go into situations with no expectations, yeah. but I still don't want you to like come to my house or the first time you go on a date and you'd be like, oh, shit, who's this guy? You know, yeah. like I usually I'm like and I hate having this conversation, but I'm usually like, hey, like I want to know what you're into. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't want you to see me and be like, OK, here's something. And then out of nowhere, we go on a date again or yeah. we meet each other at the bar. And it's kind of just like, oh, this isn't who I agreed to go on a date with or whatever. So I usually like, you know, I like to lay out what you like and then we can go from there, you know, and I usually always there has to be mutual between the person, especially if it comes to sex. I don't want to just like, hey, let's have sex tonight. You come over and I'm slapping you and the person's like, whoa, no, no, no. Like I, I, I'm usually like, hey, like this is what I'm into, but I'm also OK with just being very vanilla, yeah. you know, like that's I'm totally OK with that. Yeah. And, you know, during sex, like I like like again, like I mentioned, I'm one of those very dominant guys. But I'd be like, hey, are you enjoying it? Like. You know, am I doing it right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, let me know. Very communicative. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, and this mm-hmm. is what I was going to ask you when we were talking about topping. What about butt stuff? Butt stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So obviously I've fucked a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. With girls, I've never done butt stuff. It was always okay. just vagina to dick. Um, for me, so I do remember the Stanford guy actually shoved his finger up there once and I was not a fan. Wait, did you have warning? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. He, okay. he got warning and then... He was really, he knew it was like my first time with the guy. So he wanted me to do everything. When oh, I say okay. everything, like I, I never fucked him, but he for sure wanted to fuck me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I can try it. Let's mm-hmm. try it. And then we were making out, we had given each other head. And then he was like, Hey, like, can I, can I like mess around in there? I was like, sure. I was like, just go slowly, you know? And then he like started taking a finger in there and I was like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like I was like, he started with a finger. Yeah. Started with the finger. Was there lube? No, spit. So yeah. Like, oh no! And he didn't like lick you or anything. No, he didn't lick me. I don't think that's a representative experience. <laughs> just personally, just like from the club of anal whores. I don't know. That's just. <laughs> well, I, I will say though, I've been, I've gotten like my Alsi. I got in a rim job yeah. a couple of times, and it does feel good. But then they like try to like shove it in. There. I'm just like, no, like I'm just not into it. But like, I will let a guy like, I guess you could say like massage it from the outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that fun. feels very That's good. Really that fun. feels good. But but once I had that finger in there, and I was just like, and again, I am willing to bottom. I do want to bottom, but I don't want to do it for just anyone. Yeah. I want to do it with someone who I'm really comfortable with. You that, know, I agree. I think that's very smart. Yeah. I I know that for me, it took a lot of like 
mental relaxation over the course of a while to finally get to the point where I could let myself enjoy yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Can you describe the difference in feeling between your penis inside of an asshole versus a vagina? Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say, well, I I kind of prefer butt sex mm-hmm. a lot more mm-hmm. just because it's it's so tighter. Like it's it's so tight. I love the feeling of when you're first going in. And then the head is fully in there and you kind of just, you kind of just like, whoa, like, okay, it's in like, oh, it was good. Like, you know, and then the strokes are just different. Like, I don't know. It's just so much more fun. And vagina sex, don't get me wrong. I love it too. But I guess it's just, it gets, what's it, what's a good word? I mean, I don't know. Like it, it obviously starts expanding after a while and it's a lot more wet. And I mean, when I do anal sex with a guy, I use lube, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like sometimes will spit on the butthole or whatever. But with, I don't know. I just, I like how much more tight it is. Mm-hmm. I love, I just, I don't know how I, I'm really into it. Like vagina sex is great. I haven't had it in about like six months, okay. seven months. Mm-hmm. And then anal sex again, like I said, I was having it like pre COVID maybe twice a week. So it just, I love it a lot more. I, I, it just feels so much. And I guess, and I guess I, I didn't share with you, but I mean, like I said, with girls, I usually was with girls that were lots petite mm-hmm. and with guys, I'm really into masculine men. Okay. Like I, so I guess it's just also a mental thing where like, I'm having sex with a guy and it's knowing either he's like, one has a bigger dick than me, oh, you know, he's really? so much more muscular than me. He's taller than me. Like it just turns me on and I'm like, oh yes. Like I, that just turns me on and, and I guess it's definitely a mental thing, but knowing you're doing this with someone like that, yeah. it's like, it just. It gets me so much more hornier. Oh my God. That's so, Ooh, yeah. can you talk about what is it like to talk? Okay. When you're talking to a dude, you maybe want to yes. fuck. Do you guys talk about your penis size before you see each other? Like, is that a common practice? Uh, it, it is. Yeah. It is. And that's, and again, I, what I personally hate about being like a bisexual man and it's, and it's unfortunately, it's not like a girl where like the girl has a hole and the guy has, you know, the penis. It's mm-hmm. like, you're going to, you're going to make it work regardless. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to guys, it's like, you have to have that whole conversation. Like, are you a top? Are you a bottom? Yeah. And it, and it, and it sucks really bad. Cause I, there's been experience for a lot. Like I've met guys like at a bar or on an app and then, you know, you're, you're there, you're like emotionally there. And it's just like, what are you into? And it's just like, Oh, like I'm, I'm a top. And you're kind of just like, I'm a top, you know? And, <laughs> and, and you know, and it's not saying that I'll never bottom or they'll never bottom. Yeah. But it's just like, if it's not instantly there, you're kind of just, just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So, I mean, that you usually, that conversation, you usually have to have it early on. Yeah. At least from my experience. And then, yeah, dick pics are usually shared or you usually talk about your dick pics. And I have an average penis. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's uncircumcised. So it's a little thicker, mm-hmm. but it's like five and a half, maybe six inches. Mm-hmm. And then again, like I get turned on fucking guys that have bigger dicks than me. Like it's just, it, it turns me on. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and I haven't, like I said, even though on average, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I've never gotten any complaints, especially yeah. being uncircumcised. They're like, it's a lot thicker than like, oh, you know, cool. what I, what I've experienced or. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm realizing we also didn't talk about going down on ladies. Is that something you do? Yeah, I used to love it. Oh yeah. my God. Yes. Yeah. And I, I don't think I love it as much anymore because I don't do it. Uh-huh. So like I mentioned, when I was in college, I was only hooking up with girls. Uh-huh. Like I was, well, in college, when mm-hmm. I would come home for the summer, you know, I download apps, I'd get head. But for up until I can say I moved to San Francisco, it was always very 
down low and then I'd be more open about hooking up with girls. So I used to love eating vagina. Like I was like, I love it. I love being in control. I love fingering you. I love messing around with the clit. Like I love spreading, you know, everything open and getting in there. But now since I don't do it so much, I'm kind of just like, oh, I mean, if I have to, I'll do it. But it's not really <laughs> something that I'm like, let's do it. Okay. But I will say, though, ever since I moved to a set, it's, it's a lot. It makes me more comfortable being on my own now yeah. rather than living at my parents' house or my hometown. So it's a lot easier for me to be okay with dating guys. Mm -hmm. So I think for the past couple of months, I've been really into dating guys and hooking up with guys because my whole life it was girls. Yeah. And now I can do it so openly that I'm just like, oh, like, I like this. I'm more comfortable doing it now. Do you also feel like it's easier to pick up dudes? Oh, God, it's so much easier. It's so much easier. It's so much easier. Like, I, again, I can go on an app and there's literally someone there hasn't even seen a picture of me. So I don't put a picture on my grinder mm -hmm. of me just because, again, colleagues, family yeah. members, like, but I always share a picture. I always, this yeah. is who you're talking with, like, you know, but there'll be guys never even seen my face and they're like, you want to come fuck me? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, like, I do not. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's, the culture, it's like, it's so easy to pick up a guy. Oh my gosh. It's, you know, and I've, and I've had sex with girls where like I met them that night. So mm -hmm. it's not saying girls are, you know, there it's, it's not easy to get sex with girls, but it's just, they're going to be, they're going to make you work for it a little harder than a guy is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And I've, and what I've realized with guys, it's like, sex is just sex, like a quick nut. And then, you know, it's whatever. And girls, even though some girls are just like a quick hookup, they don't just want to be like, hey, come fuck me and then leave. It's more of just like, hey, let's talk a little bit. Let's get to know each other. All right. You know what? You seem like a cool person. You can fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Totally. Can you tell us a little bit about pre-COVID? Your dating life sounds like it was off the hook. So you're hooking yeah. up with, I want to hear about married people. I want to hear about hotel sex. I want to hear about like, how often did you see people again? Like, do you have people that you'll probably see again? Or do you prefer new people? Yeah, like, I want to know all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I realized I was into, and I feel super bad. I don't want to be a homewrecker. But I, again, I live in San Francisco. So there's always conferences here. And I, when there's big conferences, like I'll download Grindr. And there's so many married men that are like, hey, I'm staying at this hotel. Like, let's hook up. Mm-hmm. And I, trust me, I feel super, like, I'm just like, imagine what your wife, especially if they have kids, like, I, I always have that in the back of my mind. Like, I'm like, but it, it's such a turn on to know, like, he's fucking his wife, but he likes getting fucked or he likes sucking dick or getting his dick sucked by a guy. Like, I'm just like, that's hot to me. Like, you know, yeah. I, and I feel super bad. Like I, and every, I'd be honest with you, every time I do hook up with the married guy, I always feel super bad afterwards. And like, I get home and shower and I'm just like, ugh. But it's also like when in the moment I'm like, fuck, this is so hot. Like, you know, like I've walked in a hotel sometimes and like the guy has his uh, wedding ring on and I'm just like, oh, like it turns me on. Like I, oh, I feel so terrible saying it, but I'm like, it turns me on knowing like you fuck your wife, but then you wait till you go on these conferences and you're like, hey, like I want to hook up with a guy. Yeah. And then and it, it turns me on even more knowing I'm that guy, you yeah, know, like. Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do think it's hot and I don't know if this will help, but my opinion when it comes to married people because there is a lot i've slept with a fair amount of married dudes it's very easy to do yeah. especially when you're a person <laughs> that like wants to keep people at like a little bit of an emotional distance i'm like oh you're married hi yeah yeah they're responsible for their relationship some of them have agreements most of them don't i encourage married people i get so i get the most messages from married dudes that are like i 
I don't have sex with my wife. And like, they're either trying to chat me up or they're trying to like, be like, why? And I'm like, do you ever talk to her? Do you know what she likes? No. Do you know why she's not fucking you? Like, do you know what is, you know? So I don't know. I don't think you should feel bad is my personal pitch because it's like not your responsibility. I mean, it's one thing if yeah. you're like maliciously being like, oh, I'm going to break up that couple. But no, and it's and in all, all of the ones I have, I mean, and I've had, I mean, I'll tell you, my sex count is about like 70, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm going to sound, and with girls, it's only like 15. Mm -hmm. So the rest have been guys. Mm -hmm. So I've been with about like 15 married men in like hotels when they come visit. And obviously I like it. So I keep doing it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, I should, I shouldn't blame myself for it. You know, it's, I mean, it's, you're not the, it, you're not the responsible party. I mean, you're, you're part of it, but I look at it. I, I genuinely believe the world is a better place when people are fucking, when people are getting off when they're not balled yeah. up in stress and anxiety and self-hatred and all those horrible feelings we feel when we're not getting fucked. So that's my personal, yeah. you know, and, and also if they have a wife, then you're a fucking gift. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. I never thought of it that way. Yes. <laughs> you know, and like, and like maybe I, I, what I've noticed, the more that I talk to people is so many couples who talk to me have told me that they prefer to be lied to and to, to have don't ask, don't tells that they don't know about uh, than to have like yeah. hard conversations. And so that's where I'm like, all right, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that personally, but like I'm horny. <laughs> so like I've had sex with married people. I don't know. And, and it's like, it's their responsibility to keep their relationship closed if that's what they want. Right. Is my opinion. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. All thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Can you tell us about the hotels? Um, yeah, so hotels. Well, one, when I hook up with married men, it's mainly at their hotels. So when it's so cool, they're like, I'm going to leave the door unlocked, so just go ahead and come in and... Being in a big city, it's usually like you get an overview and I'm like, oh, this is hot. Like, yeah. you know, I'm fucking you on like 30th floor of this hotel. Yeah. Um, but the best 
sexual, we're not the best sexual, but when it comes to a hotel, one of the best places, it's in hotel downtown. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, you can go to any floor because it's the fire escape. I usually like to go up into like 40 and up. It's Uh a big hotel. Uh And it's overlooking like the financial North Beach, Alcatraz, part of the Bay Area. So I was there after a guy, we actually went, he's actually from Spain. So we met up for drinks and then we went and then yeah, like I go there to like show him the view, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's about eight o'clock. So it's evening. All the lights are on. We start making out and then he sucks my dick up there. Oh, my and gosh. I was like, it, it was, I mean, it was great. It was, I loved it. I was just overlooking my favorite city, getting your dick sucked by this hot Spanish guy, you know, it was like, fuck yeah. Like, and I was like mouth fucking him. So I was like, yes. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Have you ever, like, hotel hopped? Like, have you ever, like, gone from one married man to the next? Have I? Um, I have not. Okay. So it's always just been one guy. But I've had, oh, I'm going to sound like such a slut. I've had, I've gone from, like, one hookup to another hookup. Yeah. Right after another one. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't share this earlier, but so it, it can take me anywhere from, like, five to ten minutes to ejaculate. Mm-hmm. But I'm one of those guys that, one, can stay hard for, like, two hours. Mm-hmm. And two, I can keep going. So even though I come fast, I can keep going and come again and again and again and again. So and sometimes like a first one nut isn't enough for me. So I'm like, I need to bust another nut. Yeah. So then I I found another guy and I bust another nut or whatever. Cool. Oh, here. Okay. Uh, here's a question. Here's a question. I was recently talking to a new possible lover who was telling me that his orgasms recently changed and it went from like, he used to have these really intense orgasms every time he masturbated. And now yeah. he feels like he needs to come twice. Like the second time is where he reaches that intensity. Do you feel like the more you yeah. orgasm, does it feel different to you? Yeah. So if it starts feeling more of like a body sensation to me, honestly. Whoa. So like the first time, the first time, and I'll be honest with you, like I come a lot, like I, I come a lot, a lot. And I'm like, Phil, like you just came less than 12 hours ago. How did you build up so much, you know, come in that amount of time? But I come a lot, and then an hour later, I get horny, especially during COVID. Like, I'll jack off. I'll be online. I'll be typing, sending an email, and I'm like, you know what? Let's take a break. So yeah. I start jacking off, and then it's like, boom. And then it feels good. You're kind of just like, oh. But then a couple of minutes later, I'm kind of like, oh, wow, I'm still horny. Yes. <laughs> and then I go at it again, and it's cool because I have my desk. So sometimes I'll jack off with my laptop open. I'm like, haha, like I'm working yes. and jacking off. I have a recliner right in front of my desk. So sometimes I'm like, you know what? Let's step away from the computer and go over there. And then my bed is right next to my recliners. I always like to switch it. Mm-hmm. But usually the second time around, it starts becoming more of like a, a body orgasm, if that makes sense. It's like, you're just like, oh, you know, you're kind of speechless for a couple of seconds. You close your eyes and then you're kind of like, okay, you take a deep breath and you're like, wow, okay, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask details about your balls. Are they sensitive? Yeah, they could be. I like getting them sucked. Yeah. So I always like suck. I like to play with my balls during the day. Even when I'm not hard, I like I start yeah. playing with them. But yeah, and it usually, I will say though, after the first time I come, they get a lot more sensitive. Okay. So like I have guys, like I, I come in, you know, I come in them or I like to get facials. So I'll give them facials mm-hmm. or in their mouth, whatever it might be. And then we're just laying there and again i stay hard like i just it doesn't go down wow and then we start hooking up again and then they start going down on me and i start jacking off and then they're like they go down to my balls and i'm like oh, okay never mind give me head again or come yeah. kiss me like yeah. after the first time 
they get very sensitive, mm. very. But mm-hmm. but the first time, usually it's like suck them, lick them, do whatever you want, blow on them. You know, I'm all up for it. Are they so big? Like, could you, I guess it depends on the size of the mouth. Can they both fit in a mouth? Have you ever had them both in uh, the same mouth at once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they both. I mean, they're, I consider them big, yeah. but I mean, they're. Yeah, a yeah, mouthful. They're, okay. <laughs> yeah, a mouthful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What other places do you like to come? I heard facials. Yes, I love giving facials. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it's great. Um, I love to come in the mouth. I love having them swallow my cum. Um, yeah. Sometimes, if I really like the person, I'll swallow their cum. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it turns me on knowing, like, you know, they're inside of me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're totally. swallowing their kids, you can say. Um, <laughs> that just turned me on. Um, but yeah, definitely facials uh, inside, um, usually in the back. Yeah. Uh, if it's a girl, I love to come on her boobs. Yeah. It's just, it's so hot coming on her boob. But a guy, yeah, it's usually, you know, or sometimes I've even, I'll even come on their dick and I, uh, that turns me on. Like I'm like, oh, when that, on I don't know why I have not thought about that. That's very hot. I would love to see yeah, that. It, <laughs> it, 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 it turns me on. Yeah. I'm like, kind of like, Oh yes. Oh, mm. so cool. So what are some things that you maybe haven't explored yet, but want to explore? Like, what are you looking forward to post COVID? Okay. I want to really start exploring toys. Like it's weird because I'm into all these kinks. Like somehow I'm into tying up and peeing on a guy and, you know, gagging the guy, but I've never experienced any toys at all. Like never, you know? So definitely like, I want to be like, use a toy to fuck a guy, I guess you can say. I feel like that'd be very hot. Yeah. What else? What else? I... What else would I be into? I, I kind of want to start doing a little bit more public play. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Well, yeah, like sex parties or just like out in the wild, possibly getting uh, caught. Uh, I mean, getting caught, I do get scared. I'm kind of just like, I do oh. but there's not. But once you do come, it's kind of like, oh, that was worth it. Yeah. Like, I loved it. You know? <laughs> yeah, once you get away with it, it's perfect. <laughs> You're, it's perfect, yeah. But yeah, definitely outdoor play. I like fantasize about like being on a hike. And mm-hmm. then we we go off to the side and hook up. Like mm-hmm. that's something I watch videos on that. I feel like that's very hot. Yeah. So that I will say I had a guy once. We he was a manager for Starbucks, and once the Starbucks closed, we hooked up in the back. Uh, we gave each other a blowjob. That's been the craziest place I've had sex. So it was indoors. I mean, how many people can say you know they got their dick sucked at a Starbucks? Totally. Not a lot. Wild. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, definitely toys uh more public play would be very hot i'd be very into that and then i guess just i've done so i've been in foursomes and a threesome before Mm -hmm. but i guess just i guess like a sex party kind of turns me on sometimes like i feel like that sounds hot i'm not into guys i've like spoken to guys where their bottoms and they're like hey like i like i've had like three guys fuck me if you want to come fuck me and i'm like it sounds hot but then i'm kind of like oh like i don't know i'm kind of just not a fan of like that much come in a hole, I guess you can say. Uh, but sex parties, sex parties would definitely be something that I, I would want to try more. Yeah, totally. Well, and there's mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. different configurations that sex parties can take, you know, all the different ways. Yeah. Ugh. And then and then I really want to try, and I've only I only know this because of porn videos I've watched. It's like there's like sauna houses and steam houses that guys go to and hook up there. And I'm like, that'd be so hot if like, you know, you're just walking and then you just fuck one guy you know and I, I just feel like that'd be hot yes so hot yeah like i said i'm into like anonymous plays so the fact that like i fuck a guy and then really never see them again kind of in a sense turns me on so if i can do that like in a public place i'd be like fuck yeah yeah it's, it's hot. what is it about that that excites you 
I mean, one, it's like knowing, and especially as a dominant guy, it's like knowing someone that hasn't ever even seen me, heard me speak, knowing that they're willing to give themselves 100% fully to me, be yeah. submissive. It, like, it just turns me on, especially since, and then after that, it's you're never going to see them again. But it's still like, at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't know who you are, but I fucked you. And, you know, we, like, you gave yourself fully to me. It just, it's, it's, it's a hot idea to me. Yeah. It's a very hot idea. Are there any other parts of your dom self that you want to explore? I don't, I don't know yet. Mm. Like, would you want to have a submissive, like if I'm just, I like to play fantasy games. If you were yeah. hypothetically to meet someone who was very submissive and yes. he or, or she was like, yeah, like I want to be your submissive all the time. Like tie me up while you're working and I'll watch you or like, would you be into yeah. that? Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would. Yeah. And actually I have been messaging a guy. And he, he likes to be submissive. And he was like, I like to clean for my guys. Like, I'll clean what? for you. He's amazing. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, one, like, I've never had someone want to do anything outside of, like, pleasing yeah. me sexually. But I was like, but the fact that you're kind of, like, telling me you want to clean for me. Like, I'm like, that's hot, dude. Like, I'm like, I mean, I love to clean. I clean my room, like, four times a week. Yeah. You know, in the living room. But I was like, if you want to do it for me and then I get to fuck you afterwards, like. Yeah. That sounds so hot. What COVID wise, are you going to ever meet up with anyone? I feel like the standard of care is a lot higher. So what are your kind of personal thoughts and feelings around that? Yeah. So I honestly, I feel like since here in San Francisco, things are slowly easing up. Mm -hmm. I'll probably start meeting up with like even just like a date at a park or something pretty yeah. soon, maybe like next week. Um, I mean, Friday, we can start eating out if we want to. Okay. So definitely being a, being a lot more precaution, you know, like the same things I say right now, like, you know, are you, are you on prep? Are you, you know, are you any STDs, anything like that? It's going to be like, oh, have you gotten tested for COVID or have you been social distancing? You know, definitely just yeah. taking that. But I definitely feel like in the next couple of weeks, I, I have some sexual um, urges to release, I guess totally, you could say. Totally. And I did, I wanted to yeah. touch back on the submissive side. Uh, so again, so I've only ever had submissive guys when we're like cooking up. Mm -hmm. But I did have a guy once he was telling me, so he considers himself straight, mm -hmm. but he's really into feet, guy feet. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I don't want to kiss you. I don't want you to fuck me. I don't want you to give me head. I don't want to give you head, but I want to like worship your feet for hours. And that's been something that's been on my mind a little bit. I don't know if I'd be completely down with him just because I was like, I like guys. So I want to get into yeah. it other than just my feet being worshiped. But I'm like, the idea of getting my feet worshipped more and more, it's kind of like, oh, because, you know, I'll sometimes suck um, toes when I'm like having sex or just like really into it. And I've had guys, especially the guy that I drank my pee, like I would like squish his face with my feet and he'd be licking them. So yeah, I'd be like, yeah. maybe there's more, you know, like getting my feet worshipped yeah. that you know, I'd be totally into. Oh, my gosh. Are mm -hmm. your feet ticklish at all or what does it feel like? It is pretty ticklish. Mm -hmm. But then once they like start like making out with like the sole of my foot, I'm kind of just like, oh. God, okay, it's a good ticklish. If I'm, mm -hmm. uh, this guy that wants to worship your feet, would you be into it if you were allowed to masturbate while he did it? Uh, yeah. Because like, definitely. my brain is just like, the experience is so cool. Right, no, when he, he legit, I mean, this was before COVID, or right around the times COVID was going to start, but he legit was like, you can work, and I would just be there sucking your toast, like, for hours, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, but how does that turn you on? You know, like, yeah. of course, everyone's yeah. different, so I yeah. cannot say yeah. anything. 
it's a pink but he was just like i just want to suck your feet while you work like that's all i want worship your feet he was like i want to worship them after you work out like you know i want your sweaty socks like i guess it just turns him on to have sweaty feet only from a guy though not a girl did you send him a picture of your feet or is he just like any man foot yeah 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 i, I sent him pictures like and i like can i see your some, foot like, with my sandals up you want to see my foot i want to see yes. it. nobody else gets to see it but i'll describe right. it <laughs> if right. you can here how can you how can you flip it okay i flipped it so this is okay I... he has very proportional toes wait i can't tell do you have a genius toe make your big toe straight yeah, I think this one's nice. a genius that's toe. A, yeah, a right, right-handed, right-footed genius toe, and yes, okay, those yeah. are lovely feet. <laughs> I don't, I actually don't know how to describe feet. They, they look like nicely proportioned feet. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, awesome. Like, I and I, I got really into running, so my feet did get a little. Well, my toenails got a little uglier. Yeah, yeah. But I, I used to think I had like the sexiest feet. I was I would brag about my feet. And ever since I started running, I'm like, oh, they've gotten in a little less. But the fact that this guy was like, after you run, after you work out, you're and I was like, holy shit, like, wow. you know, wow, okay. Oh my god. Uh -huh. it, was, it was it was a very hot idea. Yeah. <sighs> Are there any like bucket list fantasies you have? Okay, we talked about more do you want more threesomes, more sums? Like do the how do you feel about those? Oh, see, I'm into them, but it's also they also get very tricky. Yeah. So I've been, I've been, I wouldn't say like in a three-way relationship, but I've been like the friends with benefits with the married couple before. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was really into another partner a lot more than another guy. Mm -hmm. But the guy that I wasn't so into was the one that was like, we should do it. Like, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. And I don't know. It just feels like I, it's hard to really be able to please both at the same time. Like, it's just like, you got to flip flop. And then there's always that awkward time where like someone's getting a little bit more attention than you are. So you're kind of just like they're jacking off and making out with them. And it probably is the fact that like I haven't found someone I'm fully comfortable with. Yeah. Because that was my first time hooking up with like a couple. Yeah. You know, it only happened a couple of times. But I will say though, so once I did have a foursome and it wasn't really something that the guy told me about until I got there. So at <laughs> the moment I was like, yeah, he was like, oh, I invited other guys. And he was like, is that okay? And like he, he gave me the option to stay or leave. Uh-huh. But I was like, no, like, I'll stay. Like, I was like, I've never experienced this. Uh -huh. And before that, it was always just me and another person. So I'm there, we're making out, and then the doorbell rings, and then this guy, other guy walks in. And, like, he starts sucking the both of us, blah, blah, blah. And then it was during my lunch, so I was kind of, like, in a rush. Oh, my gosh. Um, force him during your lunch? <laughs> yeah, yes. I... I look back at it and I'm like, holy shit, Phil, like, what were you thinking? You're doing but, great. I love your life. And then out of nowhere, another guy comes. And then this guy, like, I, like, fell in love with him. I, like, I was like, I'm going to give you my attention. So we, like, start making out. Like, and he's a lot taller, a lot more muscular. He, like, I start taking his dick. He starts eating out, well, rimming the guy I originally was there for. And then it was just like, okay, like, I really have to go and... It was it was hot it was like and it was and it was easy because someone was always you never were alone there was always like two and two you know yeah. but it was it was wow it was like my first time ever actually being in like a group play but that i was like wow this is it was great and i remember just going back to work and i was like oh my god like you know what just happened but in like such a positive way like i love this I, yeah. it was great i have a question to circle back to the threesomes yes. do you feel like it's awkward because you're a dom and you were with a couple, so you couldn't like be in control or do you, does that matter? I don't think it matters. Cause I definitely like still like would choke a little bit, okay. pull hair, like, and they were pretty open, 
but I don't know. I just feel like, again, and this is really common in the in the LGBT community, I feel like, is being in an open relationship is very common, whether they play together or separate. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes they're in an open relationship to kind of just use an ex- especially with this couple, I, w- I should say. They, they play together and separate, but they wanted to play together. But in a sense, when I was there, it was like they were both kind of wanting my intention. So mm-hmm. they weren't even doing it to try to please each other. It was yeah. more of like, I finally have someone else in the room, like, you know, so it was, it was a bit, and then they would make out. And I think it was like more force on them. Like, let's make out. We're a couple, yeah. you know, and then I'd just be there. But then, you know, another guy would be watching me while I'm fucking his uh, husband. So yeah. it was just like, okay, like, you know, are you really into it? Are you not? Like, you know, I just, maybe I'd be more down to try either one with people I'm more comfortable with couple wise or with just like not strangers but single people that want to do a threesome yes i was just gonna agree with you and say my experience as a third like trying to get with couples is that it's Mm -hmm. hard to figure out what they want at all as a unit because oftentimes i experience that there's confusion between them and then it like affects all the communication and then it's like more confused than sexy Right. You know, and because I'm now a person that's like checking in on everything, I like uncover that confusion early on and I'm like, okay, bye. I'm not your training wheel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And then again, and I'm kind of the same way. Like I said, I always like to check in during sex. Yeah. So it's kind of, and, and I feel like in a three way relationship, not through a relationship, when a threesome or a foursome, it's a little harder to do that just because it's like you're fucking someone like, oh, do you like it? And then, you know, it's like you have to be checking up on multiple people at a time especially if they have that emotional attachment and you're just there just for that physical you know 30 minute hookup and then mm -hmm. but i i want to try it with more not strangers but single people yeah Uh because the force the foursome that was in we were all single people and i i still think about it and i'm like wow like that was hot that was very hot yeah because i think Mm -hmm. it's easier to let yourself be free when you're not concerned about another person when you Mm -hmm. trust that each other person there can take care of themselves and i know that what i've experienced as a third sleeping with couples is like sometimes their anxiety levels about each other or like are we doing this right are you okay are you okay like that just takes over and i'm like what what did i come here for okay now i'm just watching you guys fuck missionary okay well bye (laughs) it's like you're you're like a you're like an in-play sexual therapist like you're actually there and be like okay like guys you're doing it great come on keep it going mm. <laughs> no i'm like <laughs> All right. round of applause round of applause yeah so on that note do you think if you were to ever get close to a relationship would you want it to be open or closed you know what's funny i was having this conversation with my roommate mm-hmm. because i i would really i want to and i don't want to get married so there's time back so i don't want to get married and i do want a lifelong partner Mm -hmm. but again i'm someone who loves trying new things who loves being sexual like like i'm just like sometimes and i feel like so selfish we're not even selfish but i feel like i have to be selfish it's like do i really want to tie myself down to one person when i feel like every sexual experience is going to be different but i i do have moments when i get like territorial like you know i don't know like i i'm totally down for the idea of like fucking the whole world but sometimes i'm also like do I really want to like be having sex with someone after you just had sex with that person? Like, mm. and again, that's when I like to connect with someone, as you mentioned earlier, like I do like to connect with someone. I like to, in a sense, have a little, even though I've had just like one night stands that a bond there. Yeah. So sometimes it's like, Oh, you just got fucked by another person. Like, how do you feel? Okay. Well, maybe we can have sex another day, you know? So that's why I think it's hot I, I, personally. 
and, and it, it does turn me on when I'm like, oh, another person fucked you. Yeah. But then sometimes in the moment, I like think about like again that guy who once told me like, oh, like three guys fucked me today. Like, do you want to fuck me? And in yeah. the moment, in like, in my head, I'm like, oh, that's hot. Like, yeah. You know, fuck yeah. Like you, all these guys, and it's a little different. You know, it was kind of just like a guy just wanting to get fucked. But then I'm also like, oh, like it makes it a little less special if you got fucked by someone else and I come fuck you. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was talking to a dom recently who uh-huh. was like, so he has a partner, like a main, whatever, primary. I don't think they use the word primary. Maybe they do. He has a live-in partner. Like they've been together for 13, 14 years. And yeah. I was just starting to see someone else. And I kind of told him and he was like, really got off on the idea of reclaiming me. And like uh-huh. knowing at the end of the day that like I would come back to him and he's my yeah. anchor and this and that. And I'm really attracted. You know, we never neither of those relationships ended really ended up really going anywhere but i'm attracted to that idea but it's like the idea is one thing and then the actual experience it's like i'm just gonna have to get there and see right 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 and i think and i think though as i mentioned earlier i've never been in like a fully committed relationship so i feel like and i i personally do want one like i'm like i feel like i'm at even though i'm still very young like i feel like i'm at an age where like i've experienced being single my whole life and i feel like now it's like it'd be great to meet someone that like yeah you know give myself sexually emotionally mentally yeah. so you know and it, it is something i think about a lot you know especially with the guy because i do see myself being with the guy right now mm-hmm. so i'm like is a sexually an open relationship something you'd want to do and like i again i always yes no yes yeah, yeah, no yeah. you know it flips spot mm-hmm. figure it out as we go okay then lastly if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice what age would you pick mm-hmm. and what would you say sexual advice i think one one okay age um i'd probably say about 15. Mm -hmm. 15 and it'd be experiment with guys a lot earlier Mm -hmm. um experiment with guys a lot earlier just because i feel like i i didn't waste a lot but i hit a lot of myself um and don't get me wrong sex with girls is great but now that i've been with guys it's it's kind of like a different story. Like I enjoy it so much more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could have easily just one avoided having to be in the closet for so long, mm. but two, like you would have experienced, you know, being more comfortable. You probably could have experienced the whole college gay scene. You know, I didn't get to experience yeah. that college gay scene. Uh huh. So definitely, you know, don't be afraid. Experiment as much as you can. Um. And yeah, and I guess, and I'm very like a. I guess pretty shy person. I know it's crazy that I, I say I'm shy when I'm over here, you know, having all these sexual experience. But I do I do have moments where I am insecure. So I'll just have faith in yourself. Go out there, you know, if someone wants to fuck you, they want to fuck you. So don't overthink it. Don't double think it, you know, just go for it. Love it. Do you have mm-hmm. any sex questions for me? Okay, so I guess because I know you're a submissive, correct? Mm-hmm. What kind of like I've heard a few of your stories, but are you more of just like having someone tell you what to do or in bed, you like to be choked or slap or okay. Oh my so goodness! So I yeah, no, no, no. No, I was just I was just because sometimes again with people who are very submissive and they like it rough. I'm like, what pleases you more? Is it like the actual like getting slapped, getting choked, or is it more of just the idea of the person who's doing it? You know, I I always thought that. I've always wondered that. For me, as I understand my submissive self so far, it seems to be all of those things. Like I definitely have hard limits, but it's both. And I uh, also, the more I talk to other submissives, the more I find some are like into the physical sensation more than the psychological sensation. Some are opposite. I think yeah. I'm a pretty even mixture of both. Like mm-hmm. I 
oh, how do I articulate the things I love? I love the physical sensations, like the intensity, the impact play, like being hit, being slapped, particularly because my clit is so sensitive. When I start to get really, really turned on, or if I have an orgasm, sometimes I will just have to be, like, I'll be so hypersensitive all over my entire body that I, like, can't function unless mm. I get, like, the perfect slap at the perfect moment, you know, and that can be gotcha. on my face or on my butt cheek or, where, like, truly wherever. And I, yeah. yeah, my former dom was really good at just sort of, like, delivering those, you know, as needed. Um <laughs> So that's like one of my favorite things, but also just the, for me, there is a lot of relief of anxiety, knowing that I have someone who is paying close attention to me, who's, who's not going to let me fall into harm. I was in a more formal kind of like dom sub relationship and had safe words. So I had red and mercy, but even with the vanilla lovers I've been with, I'm like, here's what my safe words mean. Like if I say mercy, it means probably you're touching my clitoris too hard, you know, and it's just for me, it's a sexier language than like, ah, wait, stop, too much, you know, because I used to never speak up sexually because I like didn't know how to. Um, and yeah. so, so developing that, yeah, yeah, I love being choked. I've done, I've done a lot of stuff. Like, I, I don't think I ever would have learned to enjoy butt sex if it weren't for being a submissive. Uh. I love being choked, grabbed, held, but mm -hmm. I would get scared doing it without a conversation first and i'm also kind of like learning as i attempt to talk to new people on tinder yeah i am hyper verbal and like way too basically too much i've been told by so many people like the questions are too much the talking about ahead of time is too much and some part of me is like yeah. mm, i think we just have different opinions and also like this is what i'm trying to change in the world so anyway um <laughs> yeah for me submissive me i just like I like all of it, you know, and I also think that I have a really responsive desire, meaning I get turned on by what my partner gets turned on by because I'm yeah. a submissive. So like, again, with the butt sex or with piss play that I've partaken in, like I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't had someone being like, I'm into it. So it's, yeah, right. I just feel like a sex fiend. You know, I'm just like, can we explore it? Is it a new thing to try? Is it a <laughs> sensation on my body? Let's go for it. Yes. Yes. I feel like I'm at that place where I'm just like, I just, again, I'm down to try bottomy and like someone I'm comfortable with, but I just... I want it all. Like, I, yeah. I want it all the time. Fuck yeah. And I guess here you answer that. Another question for me would be is, how do you know when you're kind of oversharing too much when you are starting to meet someone, you know? When like I'm a, the worst person to ask that question to. Because <laughs> I'm Well, an, then I'm happy there's... Yeah, I'm, I'm apparently an oversharer. Like so. <laughs> I mean, I set really clear frames. I mm -hmm. let people know that I like really clear communication. I let them know what my clear communication looks like. And I ask them what level of communication they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. A guy I'm kind of maybe talking to right now, I don't know if we're still talking because he's so closed. He's like, I move slower. And I was like, okay. Mm. But it's like, you're not moving. I, I'm yeah. impatient. You know, like, I want to yeah, fuck yeah. you. What are you doing? We both tested negative <laughs> for COVID. Come over. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, I... It's, it's also just strange. I feel like I often experience the opposite side of the like supposed gender norms where I'm, okay. I'm the one that wants sex more. I'm the one that moves too fast. Gotcha. I'm the one who like doesn't want as much of a connection. It's not that I don't want a connection. It's just like I feel, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I get what you're saying though. I definitely, again, as someone who's like very into sex, I can have it all day, every day. It's like, for me, it's like, I need to know there's that like sexual mutual feeling yes. there before like you know and that's why i feel like i've struggled with you know getting in a relationship when especially with guys because it's like 
a lot of the time sex is first, but it's also like, I don't want to be with someone where I'm not going to enjoy myself that, yeah. you know, with the, like that. That mm-hmm. I, I have to have the sex and I, I don't think that's asking too much. And I had someone recently, like a, a really well-intentioned friend. I just turned 31 in April. So, you know, I did have a well-meaning friend say something to the effect of like, well, you know, you do lead with sex a lot. And I know your podcast is important to you, but maybe you shouldn't lead with sex. And I'm like, no, my priority, I'm not going to partner up with someone and treat sex like an afterthought. Like, I know that about right. myself. Like, it's got to all yeah, be yeah. there. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll just be single. Well, I, lo- I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Because, yeah. one, I know I'm not the only one out there. And, two, it's like, okay, be selfish. You know, you're putting your needs before anyone else's needs. So. And hopefully it's not selfish because hopefully you find someone who's like, oh, I want you to fuck me as much as you want to fuck me. Amazing. Yes. You know? And then <laughs> yes, bliss. Yes, yes. You're right. <laughs> So I'll just keep searching on for that person. Just, just keep searching. <laughs> Phil's yes. search. Thank you so much for being on the show. You are amazing. And I wish you the best with all of your future sexcapades. And I hope you give us little check-ins, or at least me little check-ins as you go forth. Yes. Yes, definitely. It's been a pleasure. Uh, besides a few people, not many people know about my kiki side. So it's so exciting. One, that I can share it with you. But two, that, you know, I hope a lot of other people get inspired to do some of the things I've talked about. And two, get inspired to talk about them because it feels good to tell those stories. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wildly, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wildly.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. (laughs) 